Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. I would have seen Bo Dallas doing Big Show. And that's sad just because of the Bo Dallas shenanigans he would have pulled. Now, that, you and Lamar are stupid for saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is this is total crap. First of all, bottle boom, realest guys in a world. How you know? Welcome to BS with CSR. My name is Blake Minchmore. I'm the bull. I'm with Shane Shoemaker. He's the... Well, you know what, Blake? I got, I got, I got to tell you. This is, you know what? I have an S word this week. You need oh. to just shut up because I got a big issue with you. Last week, you gave me hell up one side, down the other about my CM Punk blog. That was obvious fantasy and obvious just to get a reaction. And then you go and write something that, to me, is just as ridiculous because you have this cockamamie blog about how you think Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff, and Vince McMahon should open up WrestleMania 32. I don't see how you can accuse me of being ridiculous and then you turn around and write something just as ridiculous. Well, basically because mine could actually – there's a very minute chance, but it it could somewhat happen basically because two of those guys, Vince McMahon and Paul Heyman, are already going to be on the show anyways – now, and Eric Bischoff has been working with WWE, so that could happen unlike your crazy, insane CM Punk, which, again, I know was for reaction, but he, won't even, he, he can't even make it there. For contract reasons, that's probably his back's just shot. So, Yeah, but mine fits well into a storyline, and yours doesn't. Uh, well, hey, like I said in the article, I went off the play of WrestleMania 30 where they took Rock, Austin, Hogan. Again, it would be a cool moment, and they could kind of work it in the storyline. Mine could happen. Mine's better. Just accept it. The big difference is that one was just about a moment. You're trying to work a mo- you're trying to work the WrestleMania moment into the storyline, and nobody gives a damn about what happened. It's 20 years ago. Who cares? Let's move on. Hey, it could work. Go read the article. It's good. It's better than Blake's, even though it's probably going to get on the Inquisitor and all that. So, but you know, whatever. I think the bottom line is, this is all about jealousy. Peanut butter You're, and jealous. Peanut yeah. butter and jealous. I told you last week. So. You were. <laughs> that's still ridiculous. <laughs> you were jealous about what happened last week, and you tried to write something you thought that Mm-mm. could possibly get in the ring and box with me, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, hey, you know, I you know, I swung and I missed, I guess, according to you. So I'm, you know, I I, I gotta keep swinging. So. Speaking of swinging and missing, I'll tell you what's at least for me, and I, I and based on the reactions, I'm in the minority. What's not swinging and missing, and I'm surprised to say it, is Roman Reigns and Triple H, and we got to talk about that. I'm walking into your stadium. I'm gonna stand in your ring, I'm gonna beat your husband and I'm taking my title. (laughs) And there's nothing that you or your daddy's money can do about it. I don't know about you, Shane, but I, the last two weeks, of Roman Reigns versus Triple H, dude, I am absolutely digging it. I think they're telling a good story. I think they're finally, even though the majority of the crowd still acts like he sucks, I think they're finally making Roman Reigns look the way he should. And I'm getting kind of excited for this match at WrestleMania. 
Yeah, I guess the only thing that that sucks about now because the fans have just booed him so heavily, it's just too little too late because this is the Roman we should have seen all along where him just going through, just creating just mass carnage throughout the whole arena, all that. I mean, like, this is the best that I've seen of Roman Reigns and he hasn't had to say too much. Even his promo at the beginning of the night wasn't too bad. I mean, again, I like this Roman Reigns. I like to see, like, you know, this kind of plays into the, like the raw where you just don't know what's going to happen. Like as soon as, you know, the, the garage door opened last night, loved that moment. I thought that was great. Completely agree. Uh, and, uh, and I agree. This is the Roman Reigns that we saw for what, two weeks in December. Mm-hmm. And then we went back to tater tots, Roman Reigns. Yes. yes. And uh, why I don't know, but I'm not saying that Roman would be an over baby face had they had not, had they kept this going for the last four months. But I guarantee you the reactions wouldn't be near as bad as they are right now if they had kept this going and not abandoned it and now restarted it again. I mean, it's just – I don't understand what they did with him because I, I will say this. As much as I still love it, as, or as much as I loved last night and I think they're starting to make me want to watch this match, I still don't think it can close the show at WrestleMania because – the majority of the fan base is still going to boo him out of the building. So unless you're willing to turn him heel and all indications that we get is that they aren't, you still have to close the show with Sammy Man versus the undertaker. But I finally think they're headed in the right direction with Roman. But like you said, the big question is, is it too little too late? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm like you, I don't know if he can close the show. If it's, if the, if the plan here is just like, you know, Roman goes over, wins the title, and that's it. If that's the ending of the show, I don't know. But let me tell you one thing I do like, another thing about Reigns right now, he's actually coming through the actual entrance. Like, he's not coming through the crowd anymore. I think that's a I think that's huge, in my opinion. I don't know why, but I think it's a good move. What do you think? I, I agree. I mean, the crowd entrance doesn't bother me, but I think you have to – Every so often with every character, you've got to change some stuff. And Roman's been the exact same since he split from the Shield. Yeah. He's worn the SWAT gear. He comes out to the Shield theme. He comes out through the crowd just like the Shield does. You know, I mean, I would like to see even more changes before WrestleMania. Maybe Roman comes out. I don't know if you can go to tights, but maybe Roman comes out with a tweak to his gear and not, you know, maybe he has, you know, he just doesn't have the flat jacket on or something. You know, and then – Maybe after WrestleMania, you tweak his, his song and, and give him something different. I mean, you need to change Roman up, and that might help the crowd back off of him just a tiny bit if they feel like he's changing directions and he's not the same guy he's been from the day he debuted on the main roster. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. He, he hasn't looked any somewhat different since the days of the Shield. I mean – I, the only thing I will say I do like about his Shield-esque attire is that it is different than anybody else in WWE. No one else wears anything like that. I mean, you know, I, I, will, I will give all three of them that. All three of them, at least to a degree, had something different when they, like, you know, Dean with the jeans and Rollins with that, you know, leather-type get-up he's got on or whatever. But uh, I kind of hope they stick with the Roman attire to a degree, but like, like you said, at least some tweaks here and there. Right, I, and I think that's what you got to do. I mean, I agree. You can't abandon it. I don't think you can abandon it 100% unless you turned him heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then you need to abandon it because you need to feel like he's a completely different person. But as long as he's the same guy, yeah, you can only tweak it. But yeah, I like the I like the crowd thing. It kind of 
I don't know. It's different, and and he and he desperately needs different right now. Mm-hmm. Now I will say this: I'm at the I'm in the, of the mindset with this match. I I feel like The Rock may get involved, but I honestly going into WrestleMania, I don't think this match. I would not put any bells and whistles in it. No special ref. No people. You know, I mean, I guess Stephanie's probably going to be there because you know she's his wife. Blah blah blah. But mm-hmm. I would just make this Triple H versus Roman Reigns and make it a fight. Yeah. I mean, you know. Not only that, I mean, I'd also like to see it start off, I mean, them going right at it with each other. I mean, I'm talking about fist for fist. I mean, you know, start it with intensity. I think that would be a good start. Yeah, I I think that they need to to shy away from – because you're already going to have a negative reaction with Roman. So if you put Shawn Michaels, and I'm going to I'm gonna give you what, here in a little bit, I'm going to give you what I think is the perfect role for Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. If you put Shawn Michaels in as the referee, that's just going to hurt Roman. That's just going to make the crowd cheer Triple H and boo Roman even more. I don't think that even if you put The Rock out there, that it's going to help. We saw that at Royal Rumble a couple years ago. Just leave it alone. Put all the bells and whistles in other places. Let this be Roman versus Triple H. Let Roman be a badass, and maybe he'll only get a mixed reaction. Yeah, I guess my only question for you is, like, what can they do next week now? What can they do next week in this? Because, you know, Roman's got the best of Triple H now two weeks in a row. So I want to see, what do you think that they do the contract signing next week? Is that what happens? Or, like, where they can't touch one another? I mean, where, where do you think this could possibly go from here? That's what I want to know. That's a good question, honestly. I mean, off the top of my head, I would say it needs to keep going. Roman needs to kick his ass again. But yeah. traditional booking, I think, would tell you that next week you need to see – Triple H get him yeah. basically again. Because I don't think you can go non-touching with this. I don't think you can no. go non-contact. I think you have to keep up the physicality because uh, that's, what, that's what Roman needs right now. Roman needs to, Roman needs to essentially be what people kind of thought he might – Last year, going into WrestleMania 31, it's turned into the everyday Brock Lesnar in a sense, the, the mm-hmm. ass kicker. Yeah. And so if it was me, I'd have Roman deliver another ass kicking next week, whether it's contract signing or Triple H just cuts a promo. Roman needs yeah. to just whip his ass again. I, I think you're getting, I think you're getting a face off next week, like you know the traditional face off. I mean, I know Reigns is, can't cut a promo, but that's I mean, what I was about to say you can't. Yeah. But that's why you have to shy away from that because mm. what he did with Stephanie was perfect. It was short, sweet, to the point. That's the kind of promos he has. To, he has to cut. If you put him in the ring with Triple H, you can cut a twenty minute promo. Roman's going to look like crap again. That's yeah. why he just needs to come in. You know. Cut a ninety-second promo and then commence to whipping his ass again, and eventually, maybe this crowd might start to turn around a little bit on him again. And it's in Brooklyn, by the way, and which is going to be even more fierce. So. You cannot have him cut a twenty-minute promo. That is a massive mistake. You can't have him cut a twenty-minute promo. You can't. You know, if they do a contract signing, Roman needs to sit there and stare. Bullets through freaking yeah, Triple H. I agree. Don't speak hardly anything. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, no, he cannot cut a promo or else you're going backwards. And right now, regardless of what the majority of the fan base says, this match, this feud, and Roman Reigns is headed in the right direction. Now, we got to move on to something that is, in my opinion, I'm not sure it's headed in the right direction anymore. 
And that's Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar. Dean Ambrose, you are a windmilling, pile-driving, yeah. neck-breaking, back-breaking, bear-hugging, wrist-locking, knee-dropping, toe-holding, son-of-a-son-of-a-gun, meaner than a rattlesnake. It's tougher than shoe leather. Going into last week, or after last week, I will I would say that Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar was the match I was probably looking forward to most at WrestleMania. Just the way they were telling the story, uh, the the Mick Foley promo was fantastic. Uh, I thought that added a nice element to it. And then you bring in Terry Funk this week, and he gives him the chainsaw, which he was chainsaw Charlie for about 14 seconds in WWE. <laughs> I don't – I'm starting to not like this, like, hey, let's pass the hardcore torch to Dean Ambrose because you can't even really do hardcore anymore. So what's the point? Yeah, I, I did not I did not like the uh, the Terry Funk deal. I just – I didn't think it went over well. It made Dean look even cheesier. I mean, because Dean can look cheesy sometimes. I love the Mick Foley thing, but – you bring the chainsaw in. I mean, like, it makes me wonder, I mean, what they're going to bring out in this match. I mean, like, the stuff they're going to bring out and not even use. Like, it's going to get fans excited. I mean, I think they're going to go crazy in this match, though. I really think this match is going to, like, do some crazy balls-to-the-wall stuff. And really, probably Dean's going to get the crap beat out of him. But I don't know. I mean, I still kind of like the build. But, like, this one was kind of like a took, a took a, I don't know, it, it didn't, didn't do nothing for me. Yeah, but what the, I mean, what the piss are you going to use this uh, chainsaw? You're exactly. not going to yeah. use the damn it's chainsaw. Ridiculous. So, yeah. I mean, you know, a better way, I mean, even though he doesn't compare to Terry Funk, a better thing would have been have Sandman, you know, they were in Philadelphia, have him run into, he was in a bar, have him yeah. run into Sandman <laughs> holding the damn kendo stick. Yeah. You know, that... Sandman carried to the ring every week. Something like that. Not Terry Funk in the damn chainsaw because, like I said, he was Chainsaw Charlie for like a month and a half in WWE. Yeah. So we're going to do something with Terry Funk. Terry Funk should have had a freaking branding iron made in the Ambrose Asylum logo and lit it on fire and gave that to him or something like that. Something that Terry Funk was known for, not Chainsaw Flippin' Charlie. Yeah, I, and it makes me wonder, like, like next week, are we going to get someone else, like, like, like a Sandman or something, or, or like a Tommy Dreamer? Because the only thing I would like to see out of this moving forward, if they're going to go with this hardcore extreme, then I want to see a good little promo between Ambrose and Paul Hammond again talking about extreme, bringing up ECW. I think that would be that would be a really good promo. I think that's an interesting. That's an interesting angle I hadn't thought of, and I I like that. See, I don't I don't think you can. I hope they don't bring in somebody else next week because next week you got to do something with Brock and Dean. You cannot – it's the go-home show of Raw. You can't just do Dean on his own. So, I mean, if you bring in Tommy Dreamer or you bring in Sandman or you bring in, I don't know, freaking Sabu or hell, I don't know, whatever one of those guys that isn't dead and now. That was probably harsh. But yeah, uh, um, Brock has to beat the holy piss out of whoever it is. And – you know, Brock Brock has to create carnage on next week. You just like we talked about with Roman, and the fact that I don't think you can let Roman cut a long promo. I need to see Brock kick somebody's ass next week, and if that's not Ambrose, that needs to be whoever the random legend that came in to, to pass the torch to Ambrose again. If mm-hmm. you're gonna keep doing this torch passing crap, then Brock needs to beat the piss out of whoever that is. 
Yeah, yeah. Again, I think that could play in, like, like I said, you know, playing into the extreme ECW. If there's, like, ECW guys that come in, like, have Brock beat the crap out of them. I mean, I think that would be pretty interesting. I mean, like you said, having beat the crap out of somebody. I think that's what you have to do if you keep going this route. But I don't, I don't think – I don't want to see another passing of the torch. I want to get – next week, I want to uh, – Brock's actually going to be on SmackDown tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what happens there, and that'll actually make me record SmackDown at least. Um, but I feel like you got you have to get for the go home show. You have to get back to the heart of what this is. This is mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar. I think your idea of Heyman and, and Ambrose talking about going extreme is really good, but I don't want to see another you know fringe player coming in and giving. Dean a, a chair or a flipping trash can or a kitchen sink or you know whatever the hell other weapon that I don't want Dean to I don't want Dean to be like Raven when he was in WWE where he wheeled a freaking shopping cart full of random ass weapons to the ring every time I don't want that Dean Dean is you can't go hardcore anymore it's PG I mean maybe they're gonna do it at WrestleMania but that can't be who Dean is yeah it's yeah one time deal yeah, oh no, I, I agree with you. It, it is it is a one time deal, and they can't go any further with it. And if he does bring, if he, I swear to you now, if he brings a like a like a Walmart cart, like a buggy down to the ring, now I'm 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 gonna hate you if you bring that idea up just because you brought it up. Uh, that would be just out, if they bring out another weapon, another guy, and another different weapon uh, next week. I'm not. I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. Oh God, that 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 would be horrible. Because again, this whole feud I think has been good. Like I love the Ambrose stuff where he was in. I think they did it on SmackDown where he was in like Cincinnati talking about his hometown and talking about how the city made him and all that. I thought that was actually good stuff. But this latest, like we talked about, this latest thing with Terry Funk, and if they keep doing this, is going to be complete hot garbage. Let me ask you this: On CSR last weekend, Lamar said he's starting to think Ambrose might win. Do you think he can? Do you think he's going to win, or you still think it's Lesnar? I still think it's Lesnar. I, I just can't. I, I think this is one of those, like, I hate to compare it to this, but almost like a Bret Hart, Stone Cold, where, like, you know, Ambrose will look really, really good and will have moments where you think he's got Brock, but ultimately Brock will beat him in the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's kind of my, my take on it, too. I think you're going to see uh, kind of almost a, oh, my God, what what's it going to take to put Ambrose away kind of vibe, like whether it's, you know, uh, Kamora or six F5s or 37 suplexes or, you know, Ambrose just keeps getting up, keeps getting up, keeps yeah. getting up. And like you said, Ambrose gets close to defeat Lesnar. But by in the, I, in the end, I just don't think you can have Dean go over on Brock. Unless, you know, the only way I see it, which I still don't, I don't like this either because it's WrestleMania and Brock will probably go away till SummerSlam is if Bray and the Wyatt family factor into it somehow. But at the end of the day, I still think you have to have Brock go over. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I just, I can't, I just can't see it. I mean, uh, to me, Brock now is the most protective character since The Undertaker, and it's because kind of he beat The Undertaker since 30. So, I don't know, I, I just, I cannot see Brock losing here. Speaking of The Undertaker, I don't know how I feel about that match with Shane McMahon anymore. We got to talk about a couple of different things. I, I, they're just not doing a good job of telling this story. Because Undertaker, yes, he is my instrument of destruction. But just as Shane aptly put it last week, Undertaker is also 
my And if Undertaker does not defeat Shane, then this WrestleMania will be the Undertaker's last. Okay, when Shane McMahon came back, it was absolutely fantastic. And there were so many different avenues you could go with this story. What's in the lockbox? Is Shane going to win? Why the hell would Taker help Vince? All this different stuff. And we're heading into the go-home show of Monday Night Raw, and we still don't know any of it. And I don't understand why. Why are they just trying to sell us on a Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker fight? It's Shane McMahon. This isn't Brock versus Taker. This isn't Triple H versus Taker. This is Shane McMahon, the son of Vince McMahon versus Undertaker. You got to give me a story. You got to make me, you know, buy into something. And they're just not doing that right now. And I don't get it. And I don't. I mean, this whole Taker, now Taker's career is on the line. I don't like this, one, because it feels like a complete give up to me. It feels like that Vince and the creative team heard the fact that people are bitching because there's no story. We don't know why. It doesn't make sense that Taker would help Vince. So, oh, hey, let's just, let's just say, let's put Taker's career on the line, and, and that's why he's helping Vince. Well, that's great and all. If – if he said it in week one, you can't say it in week four and making it relevant to the story. The other part is for me, I could be wrong. This is the world of WWE, but I don't think you can have Shane win now because I don't think even in WWE it's realistic. And I know I just said the term realistic in the world of professional wrestling, but I don't think it's realistic that Shane McMahon of all people is the guy to hire to retire the Undertaker? I'm gonna let you retort to that, and then I've got a scenario what I think the way it could work. Well, no, I I don't think at all. Shane McMahon is the the guy to retire the Undertaker. Not I mean, again, I love Shane McMahon. I think what he does in the ring for what little you know he's ever wrestled before is fantastic. But there's just no way that I would have that out of all the people the Undertaker has ever faced throughout history, why would Shane McMahon be that guy? And, and again, going with you, talking about the story, you know, I talked weeks back when this first happened that, you know, you know, the greater story, you know, makes better interest on TV. And that only happened week one with Shane. That was week one with them. And that's it. I mean, it started out red hot, and then it has fizzled big time since then. Because, and again, it's wrestling. It's going to be convoluted storytelling. But, I mean, still, there just – there hasn't been enough – to do anything with this. I, I don't know. This is really, really fizzled off big time and it's going to be good still, but it's really like started to decrease the interest a little bit for me. So, Yeah, I agree 100%. I still think it's going to be very entertaining, but Shane's going to do something crazy. There's going to be run-ins. The, the theatrics to it is going to be great, but they're not doing anything with this story. I mean, they're not telling us a story, and this is a match that you have to have a story with because it doesn't make sense in, the, in a traditional aspect of wrestling because it's Shane versus The Undertaker. And you have to sell me why Undertaker – and this is Undertaker versus Vince McMahon. Yes, we know in real life they're great. Vince, you know, the story's been told that – 
when Undertaker passed out at WrestleMania 30, Vince left WrestleMania 30 and went to the hospital with Undertaker. That shows you the relationship those two guys have. But in the fictional world of WWE, Vince and Taker hate each other. Mm-hmm. The last time, you know, I mean, uh, this doesn't – you have to – Vince is the evil dictator. He's the evil ruler. Why would Undertaker help him? And I'm sorry if they don't do something next week with the fact that Vince flat out called oh, Undertaker yeah. his bitch. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Undertaker needs to beat the shit out of Vince on freaking you know, he can say whatever. He's he's still gonna do it because his career's on the line, but he needs to beat the shit out of Vince on Monday for that. Yeah, t- Taker needs to have definitely some kind of retort, but also I wanna see I I, I wanna see Vince say more about why he is. I mean, why Taker is that to him? Because I know he can just be like, well, you know, I've made your career and all that, but, like, I want them to actually explain a little bit more, just a little bit. I mean, something. I mean, that wasn't just enough for me. I'm not even saying Taker even has to, like, beat the crap out of him either. either but I think he does. I think he needs to do something. I mean, I don't know if Vince's old ass can take a choke slam anymore, but he can take yeah. a punch. I mean, I almost wonder now if you're going to see, like, you know, Taker go for Vince, and then Shane comes in and starts getting, you know, starts beating the crap out of Taker. Then you mean kind of, kind of a reverse of what they did a couple of weeks ago. I don't know. I don't like that. I, I don't want them to touch. You know, I thought them touching anyway. You know, like a couple weeks ago was terrible, anyways. But I, let me let me throw this scenario to you. Just you saying that popped a little fantasy scenario into my head, and you'll probably tell me I'm insane, but I'm still going to throw it out there. What if? Oh, I kind of know where I see your wheels turn. I think I know where you're going. What if what if this whole thing was one big swerve to get rid of The Undertaker and Vince and Shane are in cahoots and they take over the company and mm-hmm. and and run Triple H and Stephanie off? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I think that would be actually really interesting. I mean, again, the, the the big part of that to me is running Taker off, um, obviously. So I think that would be that would be an interesting twist, uh, and that's a very McMahon family thing to do. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, they uh, it, it it does make Shane a heel again. But Shane's a fantastic heel, just like yeah. his dad. And, and I think it, you know, I think what most people most people want, like a, a face authority figure if you're going to have one because we've had the authority for so long. I don't think you necessarily have to have a face authority figure. You just need somebody different. And, yeah. if, and if, Shane, if Shane's big claim to fame, essentially, is that he came back to help his, his father finally get rid of The Undertaker, Shane's going to be the biggest heel you've ever freaking seen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't I'm, think – it's probably not likely to happen, but that'd be a pretty badass turn for WrestleMania. Oh, absolutely. And I will say this also that, you know, my first thing that I thought of, let's say that, you know, obviously let's say Shane does win. Well, if he is taking over Raw, can he not rehire the Undertaker right back? Yeah, I mean, I mean he essentially could, but yeah. I, I don't think you'd see that until WrestleMania next year. Well, yeah. He'll come back. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying like, you know, because – because you know, from what we've heard, the Undertaker is going to be on like, you know, I think he's is he not wrestling sometime after WrestleMania? In some like, some I think he's on the European tour, but he's not advertised for the Raws or SmackDown. He's just advertised for the live events. Okay, okay. Um, you, you know what you could see is Shane wins and then tells in his Raw promo that Monday tells Undertaker, "I know what the agreement you made with my father was, but 
just so you know, as long as I'm running the show, you're welcome back whenever you want or something like that. You know, it could be, there's easier ways around it. If, if where Taker doesn't actually retire, I will tell you this. I think that if Taker, if this is, if this is legitimately Taker's last match in my mind, there is only one man that can be, even though Shane McMahon, I guess, technically will defeat him to retire him, there's only one man that can be responsible for it, and that man is Shawn Michaels. And, you know, you hear rumors about Shawn possibly being the ref or possibly leading a group of legends down to – I don't know I don't know how that works into this. this yeah. I, but Shawn easily works into this story because you can easily sell the fact that there was nobody in the history of the WWE more obsessed with, you know, ending the streak of The Undertaker. And, yes, the streak's gone, but that obsession cost Sean his career. So you can easily sell the fans and sell in a story that Sean saw the opportunity to, to exact his revenge on The Undertaker and, and cost The Undertaker his career, and he couldn't resist it, and he had to help Shane McMahon. And it, it, it's a WrestleMania moment that would live on forever. And I think it's something that it's kind of poetic in a way because you have your two biggest probably WWE guys ever in Sean and, and Undertaker, the guys that were there for the longest and that were Vince's boys and all this stuff. Who better to end Taker's career than Sean? You know, I like your idea in theory. I really Because, I mean, like you said, it's very poetic. And, you know, Sean and Taker kind of, you know, you know, they've traveled all those roads together and they've been in so many great matches. The only thing I guess that I wouldn't like about it is like what's after, you know what I'm saying? Like, because when Sh- I remember when Sean came back and he, and he, um, he sweet chin music, Daniel Bryan and cost him the title. I think, well, I don't know if that was a hell. So I can't remember when that was, but he cost Daniel Bryan the title, I believe. And everybody thought that we were going to get like Sean and Daniel Bryan, you know? And then, you know, the best happened was like, you know, Daniel Bryan got him in the yes lock and that was it. I don't know, for me, because that would be such a huge moment that, like, I think people would want a follow-up with that, at least to some degree. You know, I'm not saying, like, you'd get a match, but, like, they would at least want to see Sean at least a couple more times. They would at least want to see him talk about it. Like, you know, the only thing I can think of that would work, and this is not going to happen, I'm just throwing this out here, like, is if Sean was, like, the GM of Raw and, like, Sean just kept talking about it over and over and over, that, you know, finally he was the one, you know, he – he was the one that had to say, hey, you know, Taker wouldn't go out on his own, you know, and he put me away. So I'm putting, you know, I had to do the deeds and I had to, you know, basically shoot old Yeller, basically. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I see that. I mean, I think you could possibly accomplish that by just having Sean come out and cut a promo that Monday yeah. night in Dallas. Uh, and maybe that's the way that, in a sense, outside of like, you know, the like the video package they have for Sean and Taker, like, or for Shane and Taker, like stuff like that. Maybe mm-hmm. in a sense, that's, this is the last time we really see mm-hmm. Sean and Undertaker right. ever, ever outside of maybe like Hall of Fames or, you know, video packages, stuff like that. Maybe they don't ever do anything on TV again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think, you know, I part of me thinks this WrestleMania could, could possibly see the end of Undertaker. Could be the last time you see Undertaker, you know, outside of Hall of Fame, obviously. Could mm-hmm. be the last time you really see guys like Austin, uh, I think it could be the last time you see, you know, Vince McMahon. I mean, I think this this could really be the end of, you know, the start of a real new era in the WWE. 
And I mean, I'm just spitballing there, but I, I mean, for me as a fan, if take, and I don't think, I mean, if you're really putting my, my, you know, making me put a gun to my head, I don't think Taker's done. Mm-hmm. I don't either. But if he was, I think that's the way you, you end his career. You don't end his career with Shane McMahon. I mean, Shane McMahon, it's not going to be a clean victory regardless of who wins, but I think somebody like Michaels that has a deep history with, with mm-hmm. Taker has to come out and be the one that really causes Taker to lose and Shane to uh, take over. Yeah. I, I will say this about the whole thing is that as much as, you know, we have complained about talk about the story, it's not there where we wanted – there is like a thousand different scenarios where this could go. And we've discussed like three or four of them just now. So including it, CM Punk. Yes, of course. CM Punk, uh, an award winning article by Blake Minchmore. Be sure to check it out, everybody. Um, uh, <laughs> but there is a thousand different scenarios that you can go with this match. And knowing our luck, none of them will happen because we've already thought of all the cool stuff and WWE won't do any of it. But, Again, they, at least they have to do something, or else if they don't do something cool with this match, WrestleMania is going to be awful. I I totally agree, but again, you know, I I know before I've always thought, hey, you know, it'd be cool to do this, and they've done like none of it. So you know what's not going to happen? Oh, what's that? Dolph Ziggler is not going to interfere. <laughs> that is an article that I wrote on CSRWrestling.com. Be sure to check that out, folks. Um, <laughs> Uh, cheap plug for myself there. Hey, again, in theory, that was a good idea at the time because it's a Shane McMahon deal. But in theory, CM Punk's a good idea. Yeah, even though he can probably barely walk and doesn't have a you know has a contract at UFC, but hey, that's cool. You know? <laughs> anyway, uh, a thousand different scenarios, folks. That's what we're getting at. I just had to get a nice little shot in there. You opened it up, of course. All right. Well, it wouldn't be a BS with CSR episode if we didn't do the BS of the week. So let's get into it. Oh, oh no, the snow. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. No, no drinks for me, thanks. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I haven't got time for this Mickey Mouse bullshit. There's a lot of BS of the week right now. It's hard to cipher through all of it, but, you know, we picked a couple. And for me, okay. So, Ryback versus Callisto is BS in general. The fact that this garbage is a part of WrestleMania is absolute BS. But, I will say this. If you're going to try to make this match happen, don't you think you need to at least spend one freaking segment on Raw about it? The fact that we saw nothing out of these two on Monday is ridiculous. You have to be trying to make People want to watch this and make people want to, you know, stay in their seats or if they're at home, stay on the network while this match is on, not go, you know, freaking take a piss or, you know, whatever. Screw their wife, whatever they want to do during this match. <laughs> I don't understand why they didn't do anything for it on Monday. Why? I uh, you know, I, w- I would have even accepted, like, Ryback bench-pressing the weight of Callisto, just something to build this, because he, since he's going with the big guy thing, just something, even though I hate this match entirely. But how far has the U.S. title fallen from oh, a dude, year ago? It's, it's like, I, I don't even have a good analogy for it. It's like freaking, it's, so it, it's the, worse than the TNA X Division title. 
Oof. Oh god. <laughs> that's I mean, I don't even watch DNA, but that's that's pretty harsh. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty bad. You it's know. DNA and, and you constantly or, I'm sorry. The TNA King of the Mountain title. Okay, okay. Well, I mean you're you're constantly against TNA though, so I just whatever. I mean, it's just like uh, you know why not just get rid of it at this point? Unless they're saving it and they're gonna give it Back to Cena when he comes back. I don't even know why it's a damn title anymore. I don't need that. I thought they should have got rid of it or, you know, combined it with the, the Intercontinental title a long time ago. It's, it's not – that that title's not needed anymore. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only only way it becomes somewhat relevant again is if they are heading to a brand extension and there is mm-hmm. just one world champion because then you need a mid-card title to kind of anchor both shows. But if you're not heading to a brand extension – this thing is worthless, and there's no point in having it anymore. And the fact that it's on Callista, who I'm sorry, is never, ever, and I'm going to say it again, never, ever going to even be anywhere close to Rey Mysterio. I don't give a damn what WWE says. Labar says he could, you know, something like that. No, not going to happen. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I'm with you on that one. I, I don't think this guy's – I mean, and, I, you know, just one I've seen close though, he's awesome to watch, but he is nowhere near Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio changed the game on, you know, luchadors and cruiserweights. That was – no, he's nowhere near him. All right, what's bothering you? Well, I, you know, we're talking about the secondary titles here, like the U.S. title. Well, I got to go with the Intercontinental title build up. And here's the thing. I loved – actually, I thought Kevin Owens was great on Raw. I mean, his match with AJ Styles was good. I'm going to tweak – I'm going to – I'm going to – even though it's your BS of the week, I'm going to tweak it a little bit. The buildup is not bad. Yeah. It's it's the yes. who's involved in the buildup, exactly. which is Chris Ford. Exactly. Because, again, I love everything Kevin Owens did and how they got to this multi-man intercontinental title match was, was creative. But, like you said, it's who's in the freaking match now. I don't mind Zayn. I don't mind Ziggler, even though that's BS in itself because, you know, we're – they said he could have any match he won last week if he beat Triple H, and he lost, so he should be out of WrestleMania. And my grand, you know, fantastic idea should be you know, <laughs> WrestleMania. But anyways, um, and again, I like all those guys. But then you got old Zack Ryder, and who's not been on TV since. I mean, are, are we even counting NXT here? I mean, I, 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 I have a theory on Zack Ryder. I wonder if WWE's just rewarding him because he's he's dating Emma. I mean. Maybe. I, I I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, if I, I, I was his employer, I'd reward the guy for her. Just saying. Isn't, that, isn't she reward enough? <laughs> she I mean, would be reward enough for me, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I mean, how much BS is it that the guys like him and Sin Cara are that's getting? That's the one that bothers me the most. Why the piss or what the piss has Sin Cara done to deserve at least Zack Ryder has a tiny bit of a following and people like Zack Ryder. What the who the hell likes Sin Cara enough to where he warrants a damn WrestleMania? The only reason, and I'm so I know this is yours, but I'm fired up about Sin Cara. You're fired up. The only reason Sin Cara, I, and this is whatever derogatory, racist, whatever you want to call it. The only reason, no, I'm not going that far, but the <laughs> only reason Sin Cara is on WrestleMania and in that match is because that match needs somebody that can do all the crazy-ass flying Mexican moves. Well, the, basically, to, I was about to say, the reason why he's in this match now is because Neville isn't. Exactly. Neville, they Neville need got that can do the yeah. crazy crap. 
Yeah, Neville got hurt, and now Sin Cara's in there. And obviously, you're going to have a little bit of mix. Everybody, you're going to have Ziggler do crazy stuff. You're going to have, you know, Owens do that. Do a ton of crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, only, yeah. The only one in the match, honestly, that does it is Zayn. And Zayn is mm-hmm. just coming off an injury, so they're not going to. He's not. I mean, he's going to do some, but he's not going to go ape shit. Yeah, I, I'm honestly surprised there's not a big guy in this match. So usually they try to add a little bit of like flavor and everything in there. There's the guy who's on the ground. There's the big guy. There's the high flying guy. I'm really surprised there's not like a cane or big show in this match. Honestly, I mean, that's and if, if you're gonna put Stardust in it, why not just why? This is the time to just bring back Cody Flippin' Rhodes. I'm still a Stardust. I'm not gonna lie to you. I still like Stardust. I like him too, but they're not doing anything with him. And Cody was good, man. Mm. I think if you brought Cody back, the crowd would be uh, – He would. I think he would get over because I think the crowd wants Cody back so bad. I'm not saying he'd be world champion, mm-hmm. but he would be upper mid-card for sure if you brought Cody back immediately because the crowd would pop huge because most of the crowd it doesn't like Stardust. I know. I don't, I don't mind the Stardust gimmick, but they never do anything with it, so it's, it's time to get rid of it. And do you think they're going to do something with Cody then? If they're not going to do anything with Stardust, that's that would be my my issues. If I mean, you know, if you look at if you look at the current landscape, they do a lot more with normal just wrestlers as opposed to guys mm-hmm. with gimmicks. I mean, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, you know, freaking Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. They're not gimmicks. They're just guys. Yeah, I don't. I guess I just like a Stardust. I mean, he could stick out above the rest if they actually did something with him. I agree 100%, but it's not WWE now. They yeah. don't use gimmicks very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, the the only real gimmick is Bray Wyatt. He's the, or, you know, the, the backwoods cult leader or whatever. Yeah, which mean, they don't do anything with. <laughs> right, but uh, I just, yeah, I mean, this match should be, this match should be, you can even make it a fatal four-way ladder match if you wanted to, but it needs to, it should be a fatal four-way because they, you were right, what you said at the beginning. They they have done a really good job. Say what you want about Miz, Ziggler, and Zayn and Owens. They've done a really good job of intermixing all those four guys, those three other guys having issues with Kevin Owens. So it makes sense for them to be in a match at WrestleMania. And then you randomly throw in these other three guys that have had nothing to do on Raw for the last three months. I, I don't get it. Uh, this WrestleMania is going to suck. Flat out. <laughs> It's I, going to suck. I won't say it's going to suck. I mean, it's it's not. It's going to be like I said last week. I think it's going to be mediocre at best. But it may have cool moments, and they they. That's what I'm saying. If, whether Shane versus Taker has to close the show because it's the only real match that will provide you with a fantastic moment. I think, and you have to close the show with a major moment, or this thing will suck because the crowd's going to boo Roman Reigns. Uh, Ambrose versus Lesnar. I'm sorry, that can't close the show. Uh, there's too many matches. There's ten matches on this damn card right now, and and half of them could be on the pre-show if you really want to get mm-hmm. down to it. Uh, there's not enough builder story. I mean, I, we went through it kind of last week. Uh, who gives a damn about the Dudley versus the Usos? The only thing I care about the eight diva tag is what Lana's going to wear to the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. It seems like it's a social outcast versus Big Show and Kane. Who gives a rat's ass about that? I mean, I just there's they're not they're doing a great job in AJ versus Chris Jericho, which is surprising because yes. three weeks ago I hated that because it's mm-hmm. AJ versus Jericho four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're getting better at Reigns versus Triple H. Ambrose versus Lesnar is pretty good. 
New Day versus League of Nations. The only thing I care about that is watching New Day's ridiculous entrance. Yeah, New, New Day. So I'm so bipolar with New Day right now. I don't. I don't know even what to think about it. But, I, but I, I think that they absolutely, and I don't have any confidence they will. But they, they have to, and I've been saying this for weeks, and they're not doing it. So that's why I have no confidence they'll do this. They have to knock the go home show of Raw out of the park and and do something big on all of this or else i mean i'll just put it to you this way we're 12 days away from wrestlemania i live across the flipping street from at&t stadium and i'm at a point where i'm honestly thinking that i'm just going to watch wrestlemania at home mm, that's oof. Strong. <laughs> you live in Tennessee, and you're flying down here to go. And I live across the street, and I'm not worried about going at this moment because there's not really anything that's making me want to be there that bad. Yeah, it, WrestleMania is living off its name so much now. And I, you know, I want to say this: I remember last year, the build to WrestleMania was just god awful. I mean, the go home show was terrible, but the, the WrestleMania itself was unbelievable. The past yeah, two WrestleManias have been unbelievable, and that's what I think is going to hurt this one. The big difference between – and injuries plays into this, but the big yes. difference between last year and this year was you had, you know, a marquee match of Cena versus Rusev when Rusev actually mattered with shit. But with both guys, both guys had magnificent – or else – I don't remember Cena's – Cena didn't really have – it was normal. Rusev's entrance was amazing. It was. It was good. Uh, Taker versus Wyatt was, you know, the match was – Decent. Both yeah, guys, the both guys, you know, had cool entrances. You know, Sting versus Triple H. Even though the build of that was kind of weird, it was still Sting's first WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. He had so many things to sell WrestleMania last year. Uh, Roman Reigns versus, I mean, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. The build of that was absolutely god awful. Mm-hmm. It ended in the damn tug of war. Ugh. But it's still Brock freaking Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. There's, they're not the one we talked about it a few minutes ago. The one match that could really sell WrestleMania, Taker versus Shane. They're not telling a story for. I, I just, I mean, let me. I will back down a little bit. Is WrestleMania going to suck? No, I'm sure it'll be very entertaining, but they're doing a god awful job of building it. Yeah, and I, I don't. They, they, you know, they rebounded and had a great show last year. I'm not. I'm not confident they can pull that off two years in a row. I'm not confident they can build WrestleMania piss poor two years in a row and still rebound and have a great show. I hope I'm wrong, but that's I'm not confident it's going to happen again. I I will say this, and you're not going to agree with me here, but I'm just going to say that you're you're right that last year had more marquee matches, better talent because most talent's injured now. But I still think, in, as the build is not good now, I still think the build has been just a slight bit better this year to WrestleMania than it was to last year. I, you know, I thought last year's build was just terrible. So I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna say I think the build is a little bit better this year. I completely disagree with you. Yeah, I knew you would, but hey, I'm just saying. Not I think it's not a, even I, out of like just because I like to disagree with you. Like I think that to me, even though Taker wasn't there, I love the build, the Bray versus Taker. I enjoyed some of the Sting versus Triple H build. I enjoy, I mean, I was pumped for Rusev versus Cena last year. Uh-huh. Uh, Raw, I, Raw, even it was the second match on the card. The Rollins versus Orton build was good to me. 
Uh, Orton just okay. came back. Orton, you know, giving the double bird and you know turning on the authority. I mean, yeah, there, there is nothing right now. I disagree completely, and and that, and I think you're dumb. Oh well, thanks. I appreciate that. It's nice of you. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for this week. Uh, follow Shane at SGMaker24. Who knows whatever what the next cockamamie article he'll come up with is. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Follow me at Blake Mitchmore. We will uh, catch you next week. Prom queen, so young and so insecure. Ladies and gentlemen, this public service message was brought to you by your friends from the Generation X. Who would like to remind each and every one of you that if you're not down with that, we've got two words for you!